la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our big list. I am your host once again. My name is John. I'm taking it over. This is my pick. This week we watched Out for Justice. I'm out for Justice. This week we watched Riders of Justice. Riders. <laughs> Roll the trailer. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, with me as always are my hosts, co-hosts, we're all hosts together now, uh, James. Hey, that's me! And Dustin. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Alright guys, we're going to jump right into the movie. We're still working on our new formats. Uh, so Riders of Justice is a, a 2020, you know, it's an action drama. I didn't know anything about this movie really before I had picked it, Um I just kind of picked it because I, I knew it was an action movie. I knew that back when it came out, it had a lot of like strong buzz behind it for an indie. More, not It's not an indie, but uh, for a more foreign movie for. <laughs> yeah. Like something that's not necessarily like what we're it's used a to. Danish film, a right? Danish film. Did any of you, either of you, uh, have either of you heard about this movie? And what did you know about it before? Yeah, I had heard of it. I listened to some guys review it on a podcast, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool, and meant to watch it, and then didn't get around to it. So uh, when you picked it, I was I was glad for that, because I've been wanting to see it for a little while. Didn't hear about it. Uh, didn't get it on my Tubi newsletter. So, <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who are like James and have never heard of this movie before, um, Riders of Justice is a, two, a 2020 uh, action movie. It's Danish, directed by uh, Anderson Thomas Jensen. Uh, it stars Mads Mikkelsen. I think is the only name that North American viewers are probably going to know. Right. Um, I'm going to hack these names up, and so please forgive me. Um, it also stars uh, Nicola Lee Koss, uh, Andrea Heck Godberg, Lars Bergman, Brigman, Brigman, Nicholas Bro. It goes on and on. Uh, I don't know when to stop. I don't know how important these people are. I tried to do a little, like I did a little looking into these uh, actors uh, and just seeing what their filmography was like on IMDb. Yeah, I looked at a little bit of their and stuff. And they're, ex- they're very, like they're working actors. Like these yes, are not. But just one, not ones that most North Americans are probably going to be familiar with. And I think that that kind of gets into, we'll get into, I'll give you the, the rundown. Um, so the the kind of the, the plot of this movie is... Um, uh, Marcus, played by Mads Mikkelsen, uh, goes home to his teenage daughter, Matilda, 
uh, when his wife dies in a tragic train accident. It seems like an accident until a mathematics geek who was also a fellow passenger on the train and his two colleagues show up. That's pretty much what the show uh, that what it was. And that's what I knew from the trailers watching it back in 2020. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what this movie was going to be like before we I, I sat down and watched it. And it was not what I expected. Yeah, I think that's uh, the sort of pleasing thing about a movie like this is it if you go in kind of blind already, you you know, you know, you're not sure what to expect. But also, even if you had an idea of the basic premise, the movie kind of takes some turns at various times, which is always a delight, I thought anyway. Yeah, I don't know what you thought, James, but like for me, when I was watching it, I thought it was going to go one way, like a stereotypical thing. And then it kind of like changed it up, like almost at every turn. I I like that we throw in these movies, these types of movies and not just like foreign movies. But, you know, I think probably because it's foreign, we get these twists and turns, something we're not expecting because we're just so used to the formula. Yes, right. Right. So it's nice to see things uh, kind of turned on his head and just kind of refreshing. Like, oh, okay, they're going to do that. And, you know, I don't know. It keeps it interesting. I I totally agree because when I was watching it, this sounds really horrible. <laughs> I was watching it, the very opening scene. I was like, oh, yeah. It's nice to see something that's a little bit different than what I'm used to looking at, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm looking at a fucking white girl and an old white man doing white people shit just in a different country like i i thought oh yeah this is new and different but it was just the same old thing to a certain extent but the what happened was like the the plot didn't go where i thought the choices the characters made didn't necessarily go where i thought well it's not a clean movie like that's the thing right (laughs) absolutely not like it, it doesn't take those clean turns and like it's kind of muddied on like are they doing the right thing? And, oh yeah, no, it know, very much like is that. I mean, I think I think the movie is sort of, you know, they've taken well, they've taken the plot of like a Taken type movie. Wait, Taken? Taken the Taken, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Wait, uh, does Mads Mikkelsen piss himself? <laughs> Could have, uh, but like they they're looking at that kind of revenge fantasy action film, and then they're twisting it on its head and being like, oh, but like this doesn't work out because when you actually do these things, um, you know, you find out all this stuff that doesn't really align with this perfect clean vision we have of like, yeah, these people did you wrong. Now you go out, you get your revenge on them and everything's right with the world. Yeah. That's not how this movie plays out. Right. No. Right. <laughs> so to like, to get into like the plot of the movie, we should probably just start at the beginning. Yeah. Pretty much what you have is you've, uh, what's, uh, it's been like now, what, three weeks since I watched this. It's been a little bit. Uh, it starts out that we see the mom and the daughter, they've contacted, like she phones Mads Mikkelsen. He's in the military, uh, in whatever country he's deployed yeah, he's in. He's like in the desert somewhere. Yeah. And he's telling her he has to stay longer than expected. Um, mm-hmm. you can tell there's some like friction there about with the marriage cause he's away a lot. The teenage daughter and her end up taking a subway car because the girl's bike was stolen. And then... While they're on the subway train, 
you know, we've met this nerdy math professor guy who just we, he, we learned he was fired from his job. He does that presentation and it's like doesn't go over. Yeah, I didn't quite get that when they got fired. Before that, we actually there's a scene before all of this. It's a it's Christmas. This is a yes, Christmas movie. Right. There is there's a sort of bookending scenes. There's, here. Th- it's it's all that girl's fault because she wanted what a red bike, and right. which is so interesting because this is a thing. Oh man, a thing that I think about all the time about the threads that lead decisions. Mm-hmm. It starts off with a little girl who wants a blue bike, mm-hmm. and with her grandpa, and her she was gonna get a different colored bike. But she's like, I want a blue bike. And the grandpa's like, okay, we'll get you the blue bike. The bike salesman calls somebody who steals a bike. It ends up being one of the main character's bikes. And this yeah. leads to her mother's death. Yeah, in a weird roundabout way. Because they're on the they're on that subway train. Uh, our math professor guy that we've met, he offers the woman his seat. Because mm-hmm. that's just, you know, something he want, he does. He's... Old school. You know leaders. what I didn't think about until and just now. And then as now. soon as she's in the seat, hold on, hold that thought. No. Shut the fuck up, James. Okay, sorry. <laughs> then this explosion goes off. The train crashes. The uh-huh. mother dies. Yeah. Okay. So, so him getting fired was foreshadowing that he's wrong. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I, good point. Right. Like because his whole presentation is he's trying to explain something about the 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 data is showing that it's. Not that clear. It was really or, funny. It's you really know, funny like, it's like you're telling us that rich people buy expensive cars, yeah, yeah. and yeah. poor people buy <laughs> cheap cars. And he's like, no, and like I understand what they're talking about in 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 a sense where it's like, no, it's bigger than that. We've we've shown that like if you take all these data points and put them together, I, I think he, him and his his partner, um, the sorry, the guy uh, Otto Leonard Leonard Otto and Leonard. He's unable to, they're unable to make a presentation that makes sense to these executives about why this data is useful to them. Yeah, they can't speak in like layman terms. But there's a problem when, when, um, when Lemmet, uh, Leonard starts talking, Otto automatically knows they're fucked. Yeah. Because Leonard goes off on this like crazy tangent. Well, and as we learn, Leonard is a pretty crazy character. He's got like all these personality quirks and he's like easy to anger and he's just you know all of these three nerd characters we meet in this movie are very eccentric they're very like lone gunman-esque from I I love how he's like so into the barn yeah yeah. he's obsessed with the barn yeah I don't think we should we we have to say up front this movie is so fucking funny yeah it's really funny and in most in like a dark a very dark way but it's so funny I feel like this Conversation is just as confusing as the plot of this movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's also we're a little bit removed from when we watched it because we were supposed to record this a little while ago. But uh, these three characters are fucking hysterical together. Uh, you know, Emmentaler, that they, the third character that they introduce, the computer guy, Nicholas Bro. Yeah, he is so fantastic, and just like the way that uh, Leonard like gets really angry at him and, and like cusses him out and then then Otto has to like comfort him and rub his back and stuff <laughs> so that he'll come back to helping them do stuff. But pretty much like what you're saying, Dustin, like so uh Mads Mickelson's Marcus, uh he, his wife dies, Otto's on the on the same train, yeah. train, as well as a well known gang member that's on this right train. and the gang member has also died he was they, they learned he was going to testify against this biker gang was his brother he's going to testify against his brother 
No, it wasn't his brother. Oh, I thought it was his brother. No, no. Yeah, against this gang called Riders. The Riders of Justice. Justice. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys have a? Where did you guys watch this? You know, ways. <laughs> okay, uh, I watched it on. I think it's on. It's on Crave. So I. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Know I that. think you pay for that, Dustin. I got Crave. Yeah, I didn't know it was you on. You could have. Well, you should have looked. Um, I, I can't. I, I can't use it anyway. Doesn't matter. I did not like the, the comp. The sorry. The, the subtitles. For the version I watch, I found them to be very hard. I might have been super stoned, but they also <laughs> I found them to be like. Let's not blame the subtitles here. <laughs> hard, they were hard to follow in the sense that like often subtitles will like give you more of an indication of like who's talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't and have a problem. Following this didn't it. do anything to like. There was never a time when a person was talking off screen, where they showed the name of the person that was talking. Okay. Mm. Stuff like that. So sometimes like conversations would run together in a block of text. And I got a little bit lost. Yeah, they would. Well, sometimes they'd have like the first person speaking, and then the then the next person speaking below them, but it's on the screen at the same time. Yeah, there's no indication that there was like because what I really like is when they do subtitles where they do different um, colors sometimes when different people are talking mm. or things like that. And there was nothing to indicate like who was talking. It was just one block of text. Yeah, I didn't have too much trouble with it, but I could definitely see how that could happen with it running together, kind of like that. Um, but so yeah, once, uh, Mads learns that his wife died in this train accident and he comes home from the military, we see that him and his teenage daughter are, have a very, you know, weird relationship cause he hasn't been around that much and doesn't really Yeah. I mean, understand it's, it's kind of what you expect from a military dad that's never there right. trying to pick up the pieces and be a dad Yeah, and his yeah. wife's dead. So and it sets up this, you know, we see these tropes of the Taken type Liam Neeson thing, that kind of stuff that we've seen in lots of movies. Except for there's no U two, <laughs> right? Thank <laughs> God for that. Um, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand how this movie. They're in Europe, right? <laughs> so why was U two not like? Why were they not involved? Why was the whole fucking Joshua Tree album not the soundtrack? Um, uh, then, you know, Otto, he goes to the police to tell them, oh, he saw this weird guy throw a sandwich and an expensive juice away. And he thinks this guy had something to do with this train, uh, this train accident. And, you know, he's he's assuming that he does all his probability tests and like his numbers are telling him like the, the statistics, the likelihood of this happening by mistake is super low. Which um, reminds me of like podcasts I've listened to. There's one and it was like. My father, like, like this person's like, oh yeah, my like, my father always talks about like how weird it is that like I'm driving and then like we pass each other at this certain point. That's like, oh it, yeah, that was like a radio lab, yeah, or something. It was and and it was like, okay, your father-in-law's just observant, like he, yeah, it's like I'm driving down this road and at the exact same time a dump truck and two cyclists meet at the same point on this road <laughs> right and how that is like that is a unique situation right. yeah and it's like is what happened is, is what happened to my father unique like well, he notices this like it seems to keep happening and the guy like this mathematician or whatever is like he's just observant mm-hmm. like most people just don't notice these things it's, that stuff happens all the it time. It happens all the time. And we we don't understand probability prop- properly. Right. And it's almost like 
Otto is kind of a stand-in for the, the fact that like he is brilliant, but he's also a little bit misguided. Yeah, so well, we learn he's misguided. So like he goes to Leonard, they go to Emmentaler, and they're like, we gotta identify this guy that threw this sandwich away. And then you know, Emmentaler is telling them, oh well, you know, I've got this guy who's a match from Cairo, Egypt, and they're like, no, you like they're like so frustrated with him. They're like, okay, well that's like a ninety-eight percent match, but the guy has got to be from around here. Right, and then there's like a guy that's like a 95 percent match. I think it was 96 point something. Right, and it's like okay, he's the bro- he's the brother of the guy who's going to be testified against. Right, and they find out this guy studied like train engineering stuff like this, and so like he must have been the one got off the train. I mean, it's and pretty convincing. Train. Well, sure, we're convinced for most of the movie yeah. that that's the case. Yeah. So they go to Mads and like, you know, it's kind of like the Punisher, like in the comics, he has this one nerd guy microchip that helps him, you know, figure out all the tech stuff he needs to figure out in order to all the logistics he needs to figure out in order to go and to get up on the kill criminals and stuff. The WWW. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Banging it. They bring it to Mads and they're like, hey, this is what's going on. We believe this. And he's ready to like. Okay, you give me the information and I'll, you know, I will kill these guys. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, are they under the impression he's going to kill them? Yet? Well, at, at first I they don't think he, know that, yeah. He's like a tough guy. Like, he has, like, skills and ability. Like, he can handle it's a himself. a certain set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to that guy's house. Yeah, they go to the guy who looks like the guy who got off the train. Yeah, so they go to the house and he basically tells him, fuck off, waves a gun in his face. And then it looks like they're going to leave, and then he turns around, and he goes in, and then... Just cracks that fucker's neck. <laughs> they get yeah. in a fight, and he breaks his neck and kills him. And they're all like, uh... <laughs> and then, uh, what, one of them has to go back in, right? Yeah, yeah. Leonard, Leonard goes back in to get something. Or oh, he's no, wiping no, so down. They leave, they leave Leonard behind. So, like, they're all, like, all the nerds are talking. Like, let's, let's call them the, the lone gunmen. Yeah. The lone gunmen are talking about what to do. Because mm-hmm. Marcus is already back. with each in, other and stuff. Yeah, Marcus is already back in the car. And the Leonard's like, I'll clean this up. Like, I'll Yeah, he's going to make sure that down. the prints are not on anything. So then he goes to look for stuff, and he sees a he sees, Russian twink. He sees Bodashka. Yeah, Ukrainian. Ukrainian, Ukrainian sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is a really bad thing oh, to say right now. How could you? <laughs> How could you disparage Actually, my? How could you disparage my people? Like I think that, it's John? played. He's played by a Swede. Yeah, yeah. So. Gustav Lind okay. plays the, that the was, character, but yeah. Sorry for. <laughs> it's fine. Miss. It's fine. Um, I don't know. It feels like a real tense time to say something like they've that. They've got this guy tied up, and they, like he's basically like they've turned him out. He's a you know. Well, and we find out, and this is a part of the movie that I fucking love, is that they treat all of these characters like human beings. They all have well, backstories. Well, Leonard is Leonard just leaves him there. He does, but <laughs> he just runs out because these guys are, you know, they don't they don't behave necessarily like quote unquote normal person might in the situation. I think yeah. that it like they're spectrum people, like right, like they're on the spectrum and they're just different and odd or weird or they're quirky. they're neurodiverse. We'll say that's the word. Yeah. But it shows how human they are. Like, it's actually kind of a beautiful story about like neurodiverse people being human beings. Well, it's 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 so funny. It's such a funny movie that balances so many tones because 
yes, you have the revenge action aspect, but it's a drama. It's also a black comedy. And then it's also this like touching movie about like a family, family, a family kind of being created out of something like such a weird circumstance. Uh, but like once they have Bodashka, they rec- they rec- rescue him later after they have a uh, a shootout with these this biker gang and Ma- and Mads Mikkelsen kills a whole bunch of them and he's about to kill Bodashka, but uh, but Leonard recognizes him from the house and he's like, no, no, don't shoot him, don't shoot him, we'll bring him with us. And that guy just becomes part of the family too. And like these people, they all start like helping the daughter because the daughter's like, well, what is, what's going on here? Why are these guys hanging out at the house? And Mads Mikkelsen, they have to make up this story about how they're like, they're like psychologists. Yeah. yeah. That they're helping out because she wanted to see a therapist after the mom died. And of course, Mads Mikkelsen is the stoic military guy. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. Bullshit. I don't think that we've explained enough how much of a piece of shit Mads Mikkelsen is. He's an asshole, but he's in, like he's a guy that's in pain who doesn't know how to express his, you know. He's just he's, he's just a a trope, the, a trope of he is. a military yeah. guy. Yeah. But I I would say that like he is a horrible. He's father. a terrible father. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know how to be. a And father. he's a really really bad human being. He only knows how to kill and execute <laughs> missions. And he doesn't do it in like a charming like. Like you say, you brought up the Punisher, I think, earlier, Dustin. Yeah. Um, the Punisher is like this, like, oh, this character, and he's like, he's troubled, and these things happen to him, and he's like rebelling against something. Like, Mads Mikkelsen is just a man who understands violence, and he understands nothing other than violence. That, I don't as, know if I'd go quite that far. No, I would say that as we understand him up until the end. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Like, the whole movie is a process for all the each of the characters in their own way, right? And his process is he needs this in his life. He needs to feel like he is getting revenge. Mm-hmm. But it also gives and, him control. Yeah, it gives him and control. He feels being... like he's doing something that rights a wrong. Except that, you know, we learn, you know, once there's that scene where they're like, oh, hey, we fucked up. It really wasn't this guy. It was this guy from Cairo was Which the one who threw the sandwich away. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> the scene that it, that, that scene. Is revealed is so funny and just so and out of left field. Awful sandwich I've ever eaten. This is tuna was so dry. Yeah. And the juice. <laughs> he goes back to Cairo and it shows this is a scene where he's just explaining to his family why he threw away the Can sandwich. Can you imagine like you just juice. come home and you're like, "Hey dad, he's like, "Hey dad, 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 how was your trip?" And it's like, let me tell you about this disgusting food I ate on a fucking <laughs> Then he tram. says, I had to get McDonald's instead. Yeah, it's um, so funny. <laughs> it was really funny. But then the, that's the thing I mean about balancing the tones, though, because there you have that really funny thing that like totally you know, turns the movie on its head. Like, oh, they've been killing these guys for no reason. They're not connected to this at all. And then we have this moment where Mads Mikkelsen... Once, once they've explained this to him that it's not these guys, he's like, "Well, then who is it? Tell mm-hmm. me who it is, because he like, needs he needs there to be somebody that he can place the blame on, well, yeah, that, that he can get revenge from." He feels so much pain, and he has no outlet other than his violence, um, and he he needs to like control it. Like everything needs to be compartmentalized, put into a box, and he found a way to put this into a box and deal with it. And what the whole art, the whole movie is all about how we want to put things into boxes and we want to understand that there is like a cause and there's a reaction, but we don't truly 
understand. Um, when Otto is talking to um, the daughter, yeah, uh, she's got this like chart on her wall about the problem, like what would have happened if my bike hadn't been stolen. Yeah, and, all and this like, stuff. Matilda is like going through it, and then Otto in that moment is like, "Oh, like it doesn't." He'll never find an answer. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's a, just keeps branching out and out because like we have to go back then to see like who taught me to give my seat up to a, a, a yeah, woman on so the train and who who did the, like all these different factors and it just keeps branching so what, out and is out. Is he and out. coming then to the realization? He actually comes to it very very early in the movie. There's a scene he's a, he's against this the whole time. Yeah. Once he's he's the one who makes this happen, but then once it's started rolling. You know, em- Emmentaler, he's like into this idea of becoming a killer guy, too. Right. Um, and we see him. He's like good at like stripping the field weapons and putting everything yeah. together and shooting and everything. So he wants to be part of this. There's a, but there's a scene. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's a scene earlier on when he's asked a question or something happens and he he reacts and then is quiet about like maybe this isn't actually the right thing. Like. Yeah, as, and, as in, like, and he's horrified once they've once they start actually killing the guys. Like he is not into that. I actually think he knows that he's they're on the wrong path. Like near the beginning of the film, like he understands, but he's too at that point maybe much of a coward, or he's maybe just like he wants to be a part of this. I think I, he th- still thinks that his original, um, you know, preposition whatever was correct. About the, the likelihood. I just don't think he's along with the method they're doing to deal with it. But yeah, I think there is something there to him having doubts about it and something niggling at you know the back of his mind yeah. about everything. Um, and there's just so much good stuff, like all the stuff with the Who characters. Says the word niggling? I just did. Uh, all this stuff James, with... have you ever used the no. word niggling before? That's a word? Get a fucking vocabulary. Niggling. I definitely don't have one. No, it sounds like a word I get angry at my grandma for saying. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we don't use that word anymore. Causing slight but per- persistent Sorry. annoyance, discomfort, or anxiety. <laughs> you used it perfectly, Dustin. Thank you. <laughs> um... Once, you know, the, all the training stuff is hilarious. The way that these three nerd guys, like, interact with each other is so funny. And But then the movie gets to have, like, these really serious emotional beats. Like, we learn about Otto's background. Uh, that he was, like, under the influence, crashed his car, and his own daughter was killed. Yeah. And so there's this all this layers of stuff playing into, like, how he's dealing with Marcus's daughter, Matilda. Um, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And to me, the amazing thing is that the director found a way to like make this very cohesive. Like, like I say, the tones jump back, like even within the same scene, we're going from something funny to something violent to something moving. Um, and it's all working like the, another, only other director I can think of off the top of my head that is really successful at doing that is, um, sorry, who's the parasite director? Uh, Bong Joon-ho, uh, Snowpiercer, which we did on the show too. Yeah, so he's another guy that does that where he has like, he just takes a whole bunch of different types of stuff. Like in Parasite is a good example of that where it's like, it's a horror film. It's a, it's comedic. It's a family movie. It's That's such like a, good a, movie. a weird thriller. It's like, it's all these things at once. Gets and this, really, that's gets what really I, stabby near the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is, so I, that's what I feel like this is like, it's, there's like a whole lot of different 
layers in this movie. Yeah, on. I really enjoyed this film a lot, but like, we're still like, like we haven't even talked about any of the things that have really happened in the movie. There's so much to. There's to so talk much about like. The movie. There is so much like, sh- like shooting people in the face. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of that. There's the boyfriend character, Matilde's boyfriend. He's really oh my god! Okay, so the, when he's introduced, his introduction when he's yelling at Matilda, when the sorry Marcus is yelling at Matilda, yeah, the dad comes and he's yelling, and the boyfriend is like, I don't think this tone brings anything to this conversation. Yeah, that's not what she needs right now. It was like yeah. oh my god! Like he's so right, but I also understand when to punch him. Yes, in exactly. Face. That's what's so funny about it because he is right, but he, also he's just like this pecker would then you're just yeah. like fuck off <laughs> which which but he like he kind of gets a when when um oh man these names they keep escaping me and i'm i'm actually looking up the director's other movies that i want to download download uh i want to watch there's a scene later on when uh leonard becomes a psychiatrist well, yeah he, he pretends to be a psychiatrist the thing about leonard is that he's a fucking genius well they all yeah they're all geniuses in their own way but leonard like knows well it's like a fine line of being a genius (laughs) and a psychopath yeah (laughs) so but leonard like could just like goes into this like this like he starts um, pretending to be a psychiatrist psychiatrist. to to help the daughter and but he knows like all the verb he knows everything yes because we learned that he's he's said he's seen like so many different psychologists and psychiatrists yeah. and he's like had thousands of hours in, but then in, he, in the therapy. But he ends up like getting, is it ser- serious? Is that the, what's the name of the boyfriend? Well, the thing is they are really actually, they end They're up really serious. trying to I help her. Serious. Like the and they name. challenge Mads Mikkelsen. No, no, no. I meant like, is the name of the boyfriend serious? Oh, right. <laughs> yes. I believe Not so. Serious. Yes. Serious is the boyfriend. Um, but when they when when Leonard actually like starts discussing these different tenets of psychology yeah. with him and it's like blowing this kid out of the water whose mom is a psychiatrist. Right. He's like, oh, this is this method. I've heard of this. Like, that's how this works and stuff like that. Oh, man, that shit is so fucking funny. It really is. But that's what I mean, too. Again, like it's funny. And but then also we get to the point where they are legitimately concerned about her and helping her. Even if they're doing it in this fucked up, like mis- dishonest way, mm-hmm. there is and this like op- they're challenging Marcus. They keep being like, "You, you're not do like that's not the right thing to do. That's you can't speak to your daughter like that." Like, yeah, Otto is this, and uh, is he not one of like the greatest characters that we've maybe? I think he's tremendous. That like, we've these ever actors like, talked about are, on the are podcast. So good at these parts. He's he's so loving and caring and broken and hurt and he's all of these things at the same time. Like he's such a fragile person. Yeah. And at the same time, he's so strong because he's one of the only people. He he takes care of Leonard and he takes care of Emmentaler. Yes. But then he they're also, kind of under his wing, right? He also stands up to Marcus. Yeah, gets his nose smashed in for that and then thrown onto the side of the road and left there. But then yeah. when Marcus has his final, like when he actually comes to terms with what is happening, like Otto is the one that's there and consoling him and like has the has the time for him and has like just has all that space for him to just like take up. Like, he's kind of an amazing character. Yeah. 
I mean, there's there's so many good interactions between all of the characters, and like, and then like we add Bodashka into that once he starts living with them, and he's like the au pair. He's like cleaning the house and doing the laundry, Can, and his interactions with the daughter. But also like the first night that they're there, they're staying in the barn, and he's like, Leonard, would you like to fuck me in the ass? <laughs> because that's what he has been used for. And it's it's um, it's it's I think it's just different. Like it's like a European sense of whatever, and I. I like it, but it's it's so dark and it's so fucked up because that scene would be more messed up and unsettling and be like, ugh, should that have been in there? If they if they didn't have the scene later on when Leonard and um Leonard and him but Badashka. Badashka have a conversation about exactly what happened to Badashka. Yeah, and he goes through his entire. Later, he explains his back, his, his entire story, background, yeah. and they have that scene. And Leonard, the entire time, is like eating, and like it, it's so good. <laughs> like we're talking like not action movie shit. We're talking like, yeah, I really, mean, really good acting. I think you know, like, is this an action movie? Is up for debate. I, uh, you know, like I think it is a commentary on the type of action movie. I think it's a black comedy. I think it's a drama. I think it's all those things before it's really an action movie. It is. There, there are action scenes, but they're peppered, you know, throughout. And uh, they are uh, done well. Yeah, they are. They're executed well. It's just that it's not the focus of the movie, right? Yeah. I think like that scene where he's like, "Yeah, you, hey Leonard, you want to fuck me in the ass before you go to bed?" I think because it's a foreign film, it's like, oh, okay, well that. It's it like makes sense in a way because like if that was in a North American movie you'd be like what well I do think it's supposed to be funny like no I know it's supposed to be funny I, 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 I get James that yeah you're point, saying though. it wouldn't wouldn't play like it, if they tried to do I, it I think North American audiences would be like what the fuck is this <laughs> right this I, doesn't make any sense so I I wonder then I don't know I'm just kind of like musing here but like is it the fact that this is a weird situation that we're not quite used to the fact that it's a foreign film they're a different language it's in a different country kind of like gives you that little bit of like opening the window to see this at a at a different level like on a different angle because it wasn't maybe in a north american film you just like dismiss it yeah maybe because i I, I think there's something to what you're saying like you're you're watching it with a going in already with a sort of different mindset because you know you know that there's there's a different approach there's a different sensibility to like how these things are written and stuff yeah i mean i do think if you watch a foreign film you are more open to um you know not an exact yeah, script it's not or template the formula like or it has to follow this formula but like sometimes you watch North American movies and they don't follow the formula and you're like, what the fuck? Hey guys, it, feel, it doesn't feel sucks. right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's... Don't yeah. we yeah. only watch foreign films on this podcast? <laughs> uh, pretty much. We're not American, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, some of them are filmed here, but... They're filmed here, but you know, like, that's our heart here. <laughs> Aren't we just Americans, all- John? Well, yeah, so yeah, I think be. you're right. Like, you're just, you're kind of open to... A different experience when you know you're going in. You're, you know, it's we're gonna have a different I sort honestly, of thing. Honestly, I watch to a us. foreign film and I'm like, okay, I'm open to whatever the fuck they're gonna throw at me, right? Because I have no idea what the what's gonna happen, right? A North American movie, I mean, it's different expectations. You know, I I like to like when I'm on Tubi, I go for a particular. 
type of straight to video uh-huh. action, right. American action. New videos. podcast. So, We're having Tubi Talk Tubi with James talk. every Thursday. Uh, Half an hour podcast. We just talk Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I've watched a lot on Tubi. Is it part of the thing though that maybe it's that they're just speaking a different language? Like, is it that like, like we? just are like so she just separated enough that we can look at it from a different angle well i don't know like look it's not that there there's no you know western movies that are or i should say north american movies that are you know have a black humor or have a wry sort of outlook or whatever it is uh, like there are movies like that it's yeah. just that um i feel like you get a certain combination of things coming together here where yeah, the filmmakers, the writers, the performers—they have a different, they have a different cultural perspective than we have. So then it's got its own special, you know, flavor to it that that isn't quite like what we would get here. If someone tried to make and watch, I'm sure that like in a few years there'll be like an American remake of this, and right, and it'll it's gonna not it, it not work, right? Fucking suck. It's fucking Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal is gonna do the remake. Oh, yeah, He's like, right. I like movies with the word justice. In the uh, title. Side <laughs> side note. Um, the dollop is doing a th- now what was originally a one part now it's three it's now three part episodes I started uh, the first episode okay, on but are they just covering the same ground like I did I listened they, to the what's the one the bastards yes behind the bastards I, I listened okay. to that one they are covering the same stuff with way more detail okay there is fucking shit that I'm hearing about now and they're also mm-hmm. hilarious they're also mm-hmm. fucking funny as fuck but um there is free advertisement for the dollop right here. I guys. mean, the, the the first sorry, the first episode where he goes to he, he goes to like a temple because he wants to learn how to like do sword play. And the master of the temple is like, yeah, we don't have room for you. We only have room for a dog. <laughs> and then Steven Seagal <laughs> says, he's like, I knew that this was a test. This was an old like riddle or something. Yeah, it's what so he says. They, so they like go so he they go on to act like yeah, Steven Seagal for like a year pretends to be a dog. That's what he <laughs> But pretty much that's what he says he did. I know, it's hilarious. He says he pretended to be a dog for a year oh until they God. talked to him. For a year. It like it's so ridiculous. Oh, and it gets crazier. It really goes into the um mafia stuff. <laughs> and you find out like the did you guys, did you know that Steven Seagal testified in court? No. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's okay, talk I'm about this ha- off I'm going to have to listen to it. You got to listen to it. Don't, we'll talk about this right fucking now. <laughs> I know. You know who wants to hear this? Andy. I was just talking to Andy about this. And Andy brought up something very interesting about... Um, now I forget, actually. Oh, was, was somebody hitting him or something like that? But Andy talked about it. And then, like, on my way to work, because I dropped my kid off, and then I listen to the podcast later and they talked about the exact same thing that Andy was talking about. So Andy will be very interested. <laughs> Andy's well, we on got one shit. out there. Who's, who we got, we got one. Do our Seagal digressions. Also shout out to Andy. Thank you very much for saying that you like the podcast. You're the best. Eh, no, I wouldn't say that. I don't know where, what, what tier is he on? He's the top tier. I don't know. I mean, is there an well? We mean. Hey, he's War Child. So he is War Child. He's War Child. Back off, War Child. (laughs) Um, Is there anything we've missed that was just like? I mean, there's there's lots of stuff. I mean, there's lots of stuff. Uh, 
I do like kind of at the end where, you know, the, the crew shows up and they're outside and they're kind of like, what did we ever do to you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when the bikers show up to get there, get back at the yeah. end. Uh, that's all fun. That's a good sequence. You know, um, once they, Mads Mikkelsen is going to give up his gun and they're going to, looks like there's no hope. And then the nerds come out and just, they, oh, they start shooting, but they like hit the daughter too, because I they're know. not good that, at, they're I not good at so shooting. Fucking funny. But like, <laughs> why are they not making more movies like this? <laughs> well, you're going to have to watch more from this director. Uh, I'm going to, I, I've already been looking up his films. It is so I, funny, this movie. Um, but also, yeah, like it's really actually touching. It's actually well made in terms of its drama as I was well. quite moved by the end of it like the scene in which Marcus and Otto when when Marcus finally breaks yeah. and realizes that his wife is gone and that he doesn't understand how to process those emotions mm-hmm. sorry his daughter his wife is gone I think I said that wrong um, that was an incredibly touching scene yeah there's and there's lots of moments like that through the movie and I think the thing that I was really happy about watching this film is that it touched on those aspects and that we got to see something that was a little bit different. I mean, I love, I love our out for justice, <laughs> right? I love our, 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 our one man's justice. Our, I love all the justices. <laughs> I love these things. I love our, uh, you know, our, our in just straight violence. Yeah. But this is a nice uh, change of pace. Uh, it makes you think a little bit. About like, oh yeah, like this is like fucked up, dude. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, this idea of getting this revenge uh, and how it doesn't actually work out. Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes you think of consequences. Right. I, I think that we've always seen this podcast as kind of like where we have a love affair with what can be at times an incredibly toxic and shitty form of filmmaking. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, like explosions. It, it, it is. It is nice because there are people who just straight up love that shit. Yeah, and me. like fantasize about it, like James. Fantasize, <laughs> think about it night and day. Oh fuck yeah, let's go. And it's nice to see somebody like take that and do something a little bit different. In you know, and you could say it's actually a lot. It's very similar to what happened in like the early '80s with like Bruce Willis films, with like like um, like John McClane being like he's not in. Like he's not perfect and he's also not unhurtable. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these characters who have. They're un- vul- they vul- vulnerable in some way, whether it's physically, emotionally, whatever. Yeah. I mean, like if you think about John McClane was like, he's one of the most mentally vulnerable. Like he has this whole thing with his wife and his kids mm-hmm. throughout the films, but he also, he gets hurt. Yeah. And all of these characters get hurt. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the Christmas scene at the end too. When we get there, it's very sweet. Yeah, it's just it's hilarious. And then like you know, Evan Toller goes to play his French horn that he got for Christmas because we had that scene earlier where he explained about how he used to play. And and then you know, Leonard right away is just like, I'm not gonna listen to this bullshit on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and he's like, and then Otto's got to rub his back again, so get him to play his did, horn. Yeah. Did you have a character that you would be like that would be me? Oh, if like I was one of the, version of you. One which, of the nerds. Which one of the nerds are you? Jeez, I don't know. Uh, I think they're all hilarious and 
brilliant and just so amazingly acted by these guys in their well, own. What, which one would be like? Which one would I be? Of the three, there's three of us and there's three nerds. Yeah, this is like a Facebook thing. Which, <laughs> which one are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you might actually be Otto. Yeah, you think so? I think you're the most compassionate of the three of us. Fuck you. Fucking loser. <laughs> James is obviously fucking, uh, yeah. what's his name? James is Leonard. No, he's no, Emmenthaler. He's, he's Emmenthaler? <laughs> yeah, he's a complete prick. He's brilliant, but he's so moody. He's a brilliant, so, so easily yeah. he's a brilliant yeah. moody prick. <laughs> I feel like I would be Leonard. Leonard you'd be Leonard. Yeah. Just because I like to... But I like to show my ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that is We true. didn't talk about the scene in which... Mar- <laughs> fucking Marcus is going to kill him. Or he wants to. He oh, wants in the to, field, yeah. Because he, uh, he wouldn't shut up. He's like, if you talk again, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then Leonard, Leonard runs in the field and like, pulls his pants down. He's yeah, like, and like bends over. And, <laughs> and he's like, duh, 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 duh. He's he's like, like <laughs> that's like the only thing that puts him off from, from beating him up. But you know what's funny is that I've that, that joke has been said in so many like podcast movies, TV shows, where it's like, oh, yeah, so here's what you do if you're ever in a fight. Like, take your pants off. <laughs> Or whatever. Right. The person will be so like, or, what? What's that? Yeah. And this movie just fucking does it. Yeah. Like the league did it, it where they're like, if you're threatened, shit your pants. I think it will. Oh, no. Get a heart on. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a fear boner. <laughs> Get a fear boner. But we've seen there's other things where we've seen where it's like start jerking off. Start. Yeah. Just something weird. Something like- <laughs> weird. And but this brought it to like this such a sad level. It's so sad. Um, there's he's, so much gold in here. I'm just thinking of when Emmenthaler is like, he's so mad about the, the computer monitors that yeah. they've been provided for him to do his tech work. Oh, he's piss, pipe piss shit. Fuck these fucking shit piss. He's just like going on. <laughs> One thing I want to say, which is really funny about the film is that, so we've got like the, you know, the Marcus gang and they're all like using like super computers and they're like, fucking figuring shit Hacking out right shit and, yeah and then what does the gang what does the biker gang do they, they, they use, use facebook. facebook yeah <laughs> yeah and they track them all <laughs> yeah, down easily. via facebook <laughs> these guys are doing all this crazy stuff and they just do that it just like turns everything they on find its head. the kid and then like the serious kid and, and break his fingers and stuff uh, it's just like it's all stupid because it's like everything means yeah. nothing means anything yeah <laughs> they just use these Fucking morons! These frittatas use Facebook the, the, to the track Danish, them all The Danish down. version of rednecks, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, yeah. Was, I like this movie. It was a really good movie. We should uh, we should do our ratings. You know who didn't though. like this movie? Mm. James, why don't you give us your ratings? All right. So my overall reaction is a six, and or I guess my reaction's a six. My overall score is a five point eight. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, my reaction is an eight and my overall score is a seven point six. I just think action wise, that's where it's true. It is. It's 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 not high on the action. Yeah, portion. I gave this movie like a six for kills. They're really well done, but they are few and far between. Yes. But I gave it an eight. I really like this movie a lot, and I give it overall a seven point six. So two questions. First question might mitigate the second question. Is this an action movie, and should it be on our list? 
Well, John, you brought the movie, so ultimately it's your decision. But I'd really like to hear your guys' views before I make that decision. I mean, I don't think I would really classify it as an action movie, but it's such it's a weird one because it is meant to be a take on action movie uh, on a type of action movie. Um without actually really being one, if that makes any sense. James, what do you think? Uh I mean, I wouldn't categorize it as an action movie, but that being said, at this point, we have so many movies about it. <laughs> I wouldn't categorize it as action movies. That the list are on the is list. polluted anyway. <laughs> so uh, there's enough action in it, I guess. Well, you know what that means? It goes on the <laughs> fucking list. <laughs> I was all ready to just take it off the list, but you know what? It's on the fucking list. It's on the fucking it's list. It's on the god deal, deal with damn it. list. You don't like it? Fuck off. Where does it go? Right beside drug war? Yeah. Hey, so. you know what? <laughs> Write an email to go fuck yourself at actionaction.com. So uh, 6.9 overall. So that's a huge die. Oh boy, yeah. We've been in this we've been in this zone many times. We here. have at 53, we have Lethal Weapon. Jesus Christ. They live. Full contact. Drug War, Nobody, The Taken at Palm 123, 1974, uh, Stone Cold, Battle Royale, and Vanishing Point. Jesus. So that's 53 oh, to 61. I'd like to go first because this is my pick. All right. So I'm going to put this behind The Taken at Palm 123 and ahead of Stone Cold. Okay. Uh, I think I would put this behind Full Contact and ahead of Drug War. Mm. Personally, I'm gonna put this behind all of them. Wow! So, so now we end up basically where John said. I think. So by my mental math, this is our number fifty nine, and I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> you'd put it there. Yeah. He'd put it there, and you'd put it back there. Yeah. So that's where it ends up. Then. Yeah. Oh, that As, is just that kills me though. Yeah. That it goes ahead of Stone Cold. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker, but it's the nature of the list. Mm. You know, James, <laughs> it shouldn't go on the list. There are so Take many. <laughs> there are so many people who have come before you and I who thought they could tame the list, <laughs> and uh-huh. yet we thought we could. You know, with, oh yeah, let's make a list. Yeah, and, and with our fun. with our last <laughs> gasping breath, all we say is the list is one. <laughs> the list is true. The list is a living, breathing thing, and it cannot be controlled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess. Do you think this makes me happy? you think it makes me happy yes. to put this behind drug <laughs> drug war? I mean, I wasn't a fan of drug war. I fucking love drug war. <laughs> but. Yeah, you weren't. A, I mean, I liked it. I just, it wasn't. I love it Vanishing Point. as action-y as I would have liked yeah, I mean they're all those are all good movies. So that's violence with a card. Dude. It's living. It's living amongst some good movies with there. I know. Okay. Okay. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. So <laughs> it's on the list. Thank you all so much for listening. So Please wait, sorry. Out. What is it then? What number is it? Fifty nine. I think we said fifty nine. Okay. <sighs> Ten away from sixty nine. <laughs> nice. Actually, that is pretty nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on uh, on Patreon, on Action Action Podcast. We have extra episodes up and uh, other cool shit. And uh, we'll see you next week. These guys, guys.